0: So the valleys in your life, even though they are dark and even though they feel hard in the moment, number one, they are temporary. They are a pass-through point to get you to the next peak. And number two, they are the most fertile ground. There is always something in that valley for you. It might not be the thing you thought you needed, but it's always the thing that's gonna get you where you need to go. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lu Show, the fueling station
1: for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. I have such an amazing guest today. She is the founder and CEO of The Effortless Life, Doesn't that sound good? Courtney Elmer is my guest, and she is a sold-after consultant, host of the globally-ranked Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship Podcast, a speaker who empowers online entrepreneurs to embrace anti-fragility and grow through what they go through to create greater income, influence, and impact. That sounds amazing. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Lucy, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here.
0: I'm so looking forward to our conversation today.
1: So we're talking about a special topic, which I love so much as I speak on this about this myself. I call it turning my hindrances into assets. Some may call it turn your setbacks to blessings, whatever you call it. I know you call it turn adversity into opportunity, but these all just sound so good. So what are some of the most common mindset shifts that entrepreneurs need to make in order to turn their adversity into opportunity? Such a great question. And you know, Lucy, honestly, one of those shifts, even before we can
0: get to the mindset shift piece, it's a language shift. And I noticed this with myself, you know, I've been in business for almost seven years now. And like most entrepreneurs, it's a roller coaster. There are many ups. There are many, many downs. And we all know we tend to see people's highlight reel when we listen to their podcasts or we follow them on social media. So we don't always see those dark times, but we experience them. And I was recently in one of those darker times myself. It was a few months where I was just really struggling and didn't have clarity on some of the things that I was trying to figure out and sort through. Lots of changes and transition, transitions going on behind the scenes in the business. And I kept saying to people who would ask me, Hey, Courtney, how's it going? How's business lately? And all these. I'd be like, Gosh, I'm just going through so much lately. There's so much that I'm going through. And it hit me. And I stopped one morning as I'm reflecting and journaling and meditating. And I said, Courtney, have got to change your language around that. You're not going through something, you are growing through it. And immediately that little language shift opened up a pathway in my brain to see opportunity where I wasn't seeing it before. And I teach on this stuff and live this stuff. But there are still those moments where sometimes, you know, we can't see our hand in front of our face because it feels really dark and there's not clarity and we don't know which way to turn. And that was one of those moments for me. And it was such a small but profound shift to recognize that, you know, yes, we can shift our mindset, but sometimes the most practical way to do that is to shift how we're describing the situation that we're in. And those simple language shifts can then help us reframe the way we're looking at that situation, which in turn will help us to
1: shift our mindset as we go or grow through what we're going through. Oh, that is so beautiful. I know. We both help our clients maintain that momentum once you get going, when they're facing ongoing challenges and obstacles, right? Because sometimes we lose momentum and momentum is so important when we try to get the ball rolling forward. So how do you keep your clients with their momentum going?
0: Such a good question. First, you gotta define what your momentum is. What does momentum mean for you? What does that look like specifically? Often in business, we tend to operate Under these cliches, we hear, you know, grow your business and get your momentum and find your mojo and get in your groove and all of these ways that we describe what it's like to be in that amazing flow state that we all enjoy when we're in. And sometimes it's really difficult to know how do we do that on a practical level. And I'm really big on talking theoretically and conceptually. And I'm also really big on bringing that down to how do we practically get momentum? right? What does that look like? And so I often, you know, for some of these more vague terms like success, momentum, things like that. First, you got to sit down and spend some time defining what that looks like for you. What does it feel like to be in momentum? How will you know when you're in momentum? And then you could start to build your life, your to-do list, your action items that you're completing every day to work toward that more intangible feeling or thought of being in momentum. For me, my momentum might look totally different from yours, Lucy. Mine might look totally different from another business owner who's maybe more advanced than me or maybe one who's just getting started. We all have different levels with where we are and we often compare ourselves and we know that we do this, but we do it anyway. And we look at someone who might be a few steps ahead of us on the journey and say, well, if they have that kind of momentum, then I should have that too, right? If they get up at 5 a.m. every morning and they're working and they're like hustling and doing all these partnerships and collaborations and people are reaching out to them. and Their business just looks like it's so amazing. Like I should have that too. And we get hung up in that. We get caught up in that. Whereas for me in this season of my life, I have a five-year-old little boy who just got out of school for the summer. He's home and he just wants to play. And yes, he has camps and different things he's involved in, but my momentum right now in this season is a lot slower than I would like it to be. It's a lot slower than it's been in the past it's a lot slower in this season than it might be in the future. But I'm okay with that because I know it's not like I've lost this thing called momentum, but I've just redefined what
1: it looks like in this season. Does that make sense? I love that answer. I could not agree more because we all have these terms, right? Like you talked about momentum, success, like how do we define them, we get to decide what they are. And we get to define that and we get to design our life. And so often we're looking externally for certain things. But life is not about happiness, success, or whatever you're seeking. It's life is just about life. Right. Life is just about how we want to live life and we get to decide that.
0: Yeah. And we forget that. And often we give our power away when we look externally to define, you know, we look externally for those benchmarks of what does it mean to be successful. But a lot of times when you stop and really sit down and sit with it and look at it maybe write about it, journal about it, and really examine your life, where you are, where you've been, where you want to go, you'll probably find that you've been chasing someone else's definition of success or momentum or whatever it might be, which is also probably why you're feeling misalignment and you're feeling like things are out of sync because someone else's version of success or momentum might not be in alignment with what you value. And so it will never feel right chasing after their dream or their goal. And that is why it is so important. Even if you've done this work before to sit down and revisit it and continually redefine what does that look like for me in this season?
1: What does it look like for me this week? What does it look like for me today and in this moment? Yes, yes. But of course, we all get thrown curveballs right? But how do you react to those curveballs? Like you talked about, how do you grow through those curveballs is what makes a world of difference. And let's talk about your curveball, Courtney. Unfortunately, you had a big curveball thrown at you. Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. You know, we see a lot of people ask, Courtney, so how'd you get started in business? Tell me your story. And I say, you know, it's really interesting because my story started in my doctor's office. And I had just gotten married to the love of my life. We had gone on the most beautiful honeymoon and I was back and I was ready to just like hit the ground running, you know, make our home beautiful and just get back in action. The wedding had been quite stressful for some time, right? I was glad to have that behind me and just eager to to move forward in this next chapter of my life. And a couple of weeks prior to my wedding, I had a really bad sinus infection that I had gone to the doctor for. They ran some tests and they said, look, let's just do a follow-up. When you get back in town, go enjoy your wedding. We'll see you in a few weeks. So two days after we got home from our honeymoon, I had that follow-up visit scheduled. And I walked into the doctor's office that day and greeted my doctor and sat down and all of a sudden, I just got this really strange vibe from him, and I said, This is like in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, This is kind of weird. Like, what he's being a little quiet today, he's not as chatty as he usually is. Like, and he, and he sat and he looked at me and he said, You know, Courtney, uh, I have to let you know that I'm going to be turning your case over to a colleague of mine who I'd like to introduce you to today because this really falls outside of my scope of expertise. I'm like, my case, what is what are you talking about? No sooner did he said that you know, this beautiful woman walks into the room and she sits down and she looks at me and she said, Courtney, I'm Dr. So-and-so, and and I'm going to be taking over your case. We got your test results back and you have thyroid cancer. She said, you are the youngest patient that I have ever had to give this diagnosis to. And she said, the good news is that thyroid cancer is very treatable. She said, the bad news is yours has started to spread and we need to do surgery immediately. So I've cleared a space on my schedule for you next Monday, which was less than a week away. And all of a sudden, it was like a scene in a movie, you know, where you're watching that movie and it's the action scene and suddenly everything just starts to move in really slow motion. And it's like life is just moving and happening around you, but in slow motion. And in an instant, my life really did flash before my eyes and so clear was it that I was not using the gifts and talents that I knew I had been given, but was chasing that corporate dream, was climbing that ladder to success, was successful by all the world's standards, But i felt empty i felt unfulfilled and i knew that i couldn't continue doing what i was doing because as cliche as this is going to sound in that moment i really did realize how short life is and i couldn't keep putting off my dreams or really was fearful of waking up one day with regret looking back saying why didn't you change anything why didn't you do something differently so i knew i had to make a change and that was a huge curveball it was totally out of left field didn't see it coming. And I wish I could tell you that after treatment and recovery, I made a complete 180 and my life changed and now it's all amazing. But no, because I went back to work. I went back to working nine to five and nights and weekends and lunch breaks. And I did that for another four years because I was afraid. I was afraid to leave my comfort zone. I was afraid to leave that security, of that paycheck every two weeks. I was afraid really deep down of being rejected if I went out and put my stake in the sand and started doing my own thing and creating my own business. And I share this story because for so many of you listening right now, you've had to overcome huge obstacles just to get where you are. Maybe it wasn't a cancer diagnosis. Maybe you got laid off. Maybe you lost your job and you were forced into this entrepreneurial life and fell in love with it. Maybe it was a lot of little things that added up for you to get you where you are now on this entrepreneurial journey. For me, it was a pretty big curveball, but without it, I most definitely wouldn't be where I am today and wouldn't be on this journey. And so I'm happy to share more about that. And then how specifically, you know, to work through things like that in your life when you're faced with these unexpected obstacles, but that was my unexpected obstacle. And it's definitely been the catalyst for where and who I am today.
1: What an amazing story. You are absolutely remarkable, Courtney. Thank you. So let's Give our audience one more advice. What would you say to entrepreneurs who are facing their own personal challenge or setback from their business? Yes.
0: So one thing you have to keep in mind, whether you're facing a big setback or a lot of little setbacks that just feel really big, you have to remember that this is temporary. I know it doesn't seem like it is in the moment, but this is one of the mindset shifts going back to where we started this conversation that you have to make. Because when you are faced with something difficult, you have a choice. You may not have a choice as to what's happening, but you have a choice as to how you approach it. And there's huge power in that. And I always look at it, you know. When ancient civilizations traveled the world looking for places to settle, they would set out and they would travel high and low, mountains and valleys, all around hills, through rivers, jungles, forests, right, to find the place with the most fertile ground. And as entrepreneurs, we always want to be at that pinnacle and that peak, the top of the mountain, where we say, this is it. This is success. This is amazing. But look back at our ancestors. They did not settle on the top of the mountain. It was icy there, it was cold, there was no fertile ground there. That's not where they settled, they settled in the valley because it was the most fertile ground. So the valleys in your life, even though they are dark and even though they feel hard in the moment, number one, they are temporary. They are a pass-through point to get you to the next peak. And number two, they are the most fertile ground. There is always something in that valley for you. It might not be the thing you thought you needed, but it's always the thing that's going to get you where you need to go. So just hold on to that truth. And remember my little language shift that I shared at the beginning. It's no longer something you're going through. It's something you're growing through.
1: Yes, and absolutely. Always remember that the size of your problem all depends on your level of thinking about it. So Courtney, when you're going through a personal struggle or setback, is there a favorite quote that you go by to help you get through? Yeah. So
0: this one may actually sound a little predictable, but it truly is my favorite. This will be when I write my book one day on this whole thing about anti-fragility and entrepreneurship. This will be like the opening line. And it truly is this. It's even though I walk through the dark valley, I fear no evil. Shout out to King David, you know, (laughs) Psalm 23. I mean, it's as classic as you can get looking back to antiquity, but that that's the tune to which I march.
1: Love it. Love it. Awesome. So of course, if you loved Courtney, go check out her podcast. Since you're in the podcast app right now, just go search up Anti-Fragility Podcast. Where can we find you? Yes. So the podcast is a great place, Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship. That's
0: a perfect place to connect with me. Also, Instagram would be my number one social platform. If you hang out on Instagram, come find me there. I'm at the Courtney Elmer. I am also starting to get more acquainted with LinkedIn and would love to connect with you there as well. I am working on navigating that platform and figuring that out. I really enjoy it. I haven't spent a ton of time there as much as I spend on Instagram, but I'm starting to work on more focusing more on that platform as well. So you can find me there at Courtney Elmer. Beautiful. Thank you. Awesome. Lucy, thank you so much for having me. This has been an honor.
1: To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in live transitions, getting unstuck,